Hello and welcome to the Parenting Tools podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Jordan. This is the podcast where myself and Jason talk about our lives, our kids, and what it's like to be a parent in 2023, baby. Oh, I actually can't believe it's 2023. I was on the phone the other day to the GP um, to get our daughter in. And they said, what year was she born? And I was thinking, it wasn't last year, (laughs) but last year was... 2021 so but she's not that old and I, I just completely i i just went i don't know <laughs> she went how old is she i said one and she, and she told me what year she was born <laughs> i completely forgot we were in 2023 jord how's it how's it all going good can't complain. How about you? Oh, good. I'm not complaining. I mean, I could, but I'm not going <laughs> to. No complaints. The complaint-free zone. <laughs> complaint-free zone. I'm actually, I'm fishing for ideas. Oh, I need on. ideas from this straight off the bat. Cast your net. Yeah, I am looking for ideas, not just to save money. Um, I've got two full afternoons a week by myself with my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. I need craft ideas. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. I need bulletproof ones it gets pretty rough does it no i'm just not not very good i'm not very functional for example uh you've seen slime yep kids love slime kids love the slime oh brilliant let's make some slime follow the instructions to a t sounds messy and one part of it is (laughs) one part of it is you put baking powder in apparently it brings it all together it's the last stage it's all a bit gloopy and then you put that in and it's Works binding agent. It's doing really well. However, it looks like they've not given us enough baking powder. So I thought, oh, I've got some in the cupboard. Oh, so you, have you bought a set? Like bought a, a little a set. Kit? Yeah, bought a yep. kit. You would assume that yep. they know exactly what to put in the kit. They're the ones selling the kit. Safe assumption. Exactly. We've put the glitter in. My daughter's taken much pain to decide what glitter she wants with what color dye. It was a whole process. It was good. It was a good time-killing activity. Time-killing. <laughs> it was a fun bonding daddy-daughter activity. What I mean by that, it wasn't too quick. Like, it was enough time. Yeah. Like, it fills the time. Let's be honest. You've got to kill that time. <laughs> you got to kill the time. Um, but she enjoyed it. It was a good process. But it wasn't proper. It was too slimy. You couldn't get out and play with it. Too slimy. So, I know. I get some bacon powder out the, out the fridge, <laughs> out the cupboard. And... Um, I put just a little bit on. I thought I'd go light to begin with. A little dusting. And honestly, as soon as that dust <laughs> hit the slime, it began to disintegrate. Really? Yeah. Or just like break apart the slime? It was like exuding water. It just began, it literally began to melt. Like the juicy nugget all over again. And it was like, it was like, it was, it was weeping. <laughs> You'd pick it up, Sad and it was just slime. it was just seeping water out, and you'd squeeze it, and it would, it would get firm for a second, and then it would begin to disintegrate again. You went off piste. <laughs> you got bitten. I had to take it like out of sight from my daughter because I didn't want to just be like, "You spent all this time making this, and I've destroyed it. I've ruined it." So I <laughs> literally had to hide it. I was like, "What do I do to fix this?" And eventually, it it drained as much as it wanted to, and we were left with slime, literally a third the size. Before I added the ingredients. Lesson learned. But did nowhere enjoy it. She loved it. There you go. She loved it. She did ask Daddy, where's my slime gone? 
it's gone to a better place, honey. How much time did this kill? Asking for a friend. About 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah. Oh, got to be more. Oh, that, that, that's so long my, for a toddler. So my friend says. <laughs> I think he'd be looking for three or four but hours. Genuinely, like, we, we, we've gone hard into the crafts. Like, we have bought all the stuff, the googly eyes, the PVA glue. Oh, PVA glue. We are glue. ready at a moment's notice to PVA make some crafts. Glue. And um, what I've discovered is I'm not very good on the fly. So another time, I went on Pinterest, as you do. You love Pinterest. Tried to think up some craft ideas. Found an owl. Thought that looks great. I did it with my daughter. The end result was, was horrific. What, the owl? Yeah. Not so good. Either my guidance or her decorating skills. That's a blame. <laughs> blind leading the blind. <laughs> yeah. So I need, I, need, I need the listeners' help. What are the crafts? Yeah, all the crafts. I need them. I need all the ideas. What are the crafts that you can do? <laughs> Let us know. You can write to us at Parenting Tools Pod on Instagram and TikTok, or if you're old school and you want to send us an email, you can parentingtoolspod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a fax, <laughs> get a computer. <laughs> How do you send a fax? Is it phone number? I'm pretty sure it's a fax machine. I know, but do you like... To a phone number, yeah. To a phone number, not an email address. I think so. I never sent one. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's... I don't I'm going off text. I don't know here. I was going to say, I think it's analogue. <laughs> Sounds I think about, it might be, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Analog tech. <laughs> Let us know. At Parents and Toolspot. <laughs> so, Jace, one thing I've I've noticed parents do since being a parent is spelling out words in front of your kids. Okay. And that could be, I heard someone do it the other day with a naughty word. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we do it with things that we know... Uh, children like, for example, chips. Yeah. Ooh, if yeah. we're like, oh, we'll get them in bed. Or like, what should we have for tea? Should we get some CHIPS? Or CH- CHIPs? That's what we call them. So, because as soon as he hears the words chips, you'll be like, oh, let's get some chips. Yeah. Oh, chips. Like, that's all he'll talk about. Chippies. Chippies. Yeah. Oh, some chippies. And it's like, that's all, <laughs> that's all you hear. So you're like, you, so you spell out the word. And I've noticed I'm not very good at spelling because <laughs> I think autocorrect does a lot of the heavy lifting, doesn't Mate, it? It's my nightmare. <laughs> Certifies dyslexic. Well, Even the way I said that sentence. <laughs> Words is not my ting. <laughs> Words not my ting. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, what you've been doing today? Oh, he watched B-U-Z-Z. And it's like, we just spell words around them. <laughs> or to the point where we don't even mention his cousin now because as soon as you say his name about like, can we go can we go to his house or is he coming to our house we're gonna have a sleepover it's like we just say zed it's like oh we'll go we'll take him on, on saturday to see zed so it's not like constantly every day until saturday yeah. we're going to zeph's now it's like you just spell stuff out to the point where you just say the first letter <laughs> it's funny because it's like parents have code yeah as well it's spelling out things which don't even relate to the thing that you're trying to infer <laughs> Just in case they catch on. I remember before I had kids, my sister would like do things in private, like away from yeah. a little boy. So she'd be like, oh, don't tell Bo. We're the Chinese. And I'm thinking, tell him. He needs to learn that he can't. And now it's like, when he gets to bed, should we, should we get a takeaway? And then like in the morning, you're like, you're making sure there is no, <laughs> no evidence. No evidence. <laughs> There is no box. If you've had a McDonald's without him, you need to put that M 
away. <laughs> there cannot be anything with the golden arches on because we'd be like, what have you been, what have you been doing without me? And now I completely understand where my sister was coming from <laughs> when she was keeping secrets from her three-year-old. <laughs> See, our, our go-to thing, especially when it comes to food, is oh, it's got one of your allergies in it. You can't have it. It's, it's got milk in or egg or soy. Uh, but now she's, and she should be fine with that up until recently where I think today my wife was eating a pack of biscuits not the pack mm. she was having some biscuits <laughs> and my daughter was like treat yourself <laughs> can I can I have one can, and she talks to herself in the third person when she wants something can, can Noah have one no they've got your allergies in it she goes but I need them oh <laughs> that's new I need I need oh, that's another level of mani- another level of manipulation that I'm not used to yet <laughs> I need it I need it to survive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's something I've noticed. Spelling out words around the kiddos. It's funny. I would love, again, I'd love to hear the most bizarre things that you have to spell. Yeah. We had some friends. Uh, well, I say we had. We've got some friends. <laughs> um, Point wrong. Bad spelling bee. <laughs> and they- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And their surname's um, Pringle. Ooh. And so, like, and my little boy, his favourite crisp, loves a Pringle. It's got a good taste. And it'd be like, oh, we're running out of, and we'd say their first name. I don't want to out them. Don't want to. Fir- <laughs> don't want to first and first name and surname them because they know who they are, and I think they listen to the pod. But um, it'd be like, oh, should we get some Stacey and James? <laughs> and then he'd be there just playing away. It's brilliant. I'd be like, yeah, get some, get some in. <laughs> so I um I worked out. Last week, I had, on average, every night, I had four hours of sleep. On average? On average. Wow. Yeah. Was that like a four hours a night, or was it you had 17 one night and none for the rest? It was most of them around four, three and five hours. Mm. Was the uh, culminative total? I don't even know if that's a word, and that's probably why, because I had no sleep. (laughs) Four hours a night? Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. And it's it's also going through one of those things of you're trying to put in routines, but then you have friends over. And if they've got kids, so I had my nephew stay the other night, absolutely gorgeous. Like, oh, he's, he's turning one. Uh, that was some special guest, Dan. Oh, come on, Dan. Yeah. Shout out, um, Dan. Anyway, but because don't don't want like to disturb his sleep, it's like any noise that Noah makes, bring into our bed. Yeah. The worst thing, because... Sometimes she sleeps well. Sometimes she just kicks me in the head. Um, and one time I woke up and she was lying where my pillow should be. <laughs> this bony pillow. And so I was relegated to the bottom of the bed. Why's my pillow got a hip? <laughs> anyway, yeah, four hours on average for a full, like full seven days as well. So what? Else, so what are the other reasons then? Illness, hospital trips, nightmares. It was a bad week nightmares so they're quite frequent they have been i think we talked on last yeah. week about the blood test whenever that's been frequent or we she knows there's a doctor's appointment coming up it tends to flare its head but so that's only been very recent and actually we've been i don't know if you've come across this but it's very new to me i didn't even know it's a thing but um like children can experience ptsd really yeah and well it makes sense <clears throat> So it's one of the things that we're trying to talk to a consultant about of because you can actually get child like therapists mm. um like if they've experienced PTSD or there's something obviously people can be trained to 
actually talk to children. Yep. Like obviously, we talk to our kids all the time, um, but there's people that are specially trained to help counsel like literal infants and stuff like that. And so we're trying to gauge at the moment where's the threshold of is this just a phase, yeah, or is this something that actually we need help on? Um, and so that's that's a whole new world. Uh, but that's one of the main causes we think of just the lack of sleep at the moment because she's just getting not scared of like oh she's seen something on TV like we've been through that phase as well but this is a like the kind of fear that we see at the doctors in like the middle of the night it's like oh that's not okay um, so yeah. bring her into a bed not I haven't got a problem with that I'll take four hours sleep a night if that's the case um, just also goes at the same time when she's being a bit ill she's also just being a little rat sometimes <laughs> all of that to say though i woke up i think it was two days ago um same thing happened had people over brought into my bed from 6 a.m um until half seven she slept with her hands on either side of my face with a forehead on my forehead oh i thought oh that's so lovely <laughs> it's like i'll take four four hours of sleep for that yeah but i won't <laughs> I did that recently where I had to get in, you know, take Luca back to bed. And I was just thinking, this is horrible. Like, it's it's far too early for this. And then, like, he just cuddled in and went, I love you, Dad. And I was just like, do you know what? Yeah. I'm right with this. They get you, don't they? <laughs> Mate. Yeah. Oh, bless her. So, the, so is this, like, does, <clears throat> does she, with the blood test is it after she's had a blood test or is it like are you telling her that there's blood tests coming up and she's... no so this is it's a relatively new thing so just for the context she's had blood tests constantly since she she was born yep um never was a problem it was and she'd even and still now she likes to pretend to do blood tests on her dolls and if you come over she'll want to do a health check on you and that will include a blood test yeah. so she's not scarred by the mentioning of a blood test it's just i think the last two that she had she's become a lot more aware and I think they hurt a little bit more than she remembers yeah. the old ones hurting and so I think that's probably the case of actually it's hurt her a little bit and she doesn't want to do that again yeah um, and so I think that's where it's come from but it's just it's one of those weird things where it's now affecting her days after it's happened and we're not telling her that she's got more coming up or anything like that yeah because she doesn't um, but it's just it's really hard like when you're when your kid's ill or something and trying to find the balance of how long do we leave this and like where are we out of our depth as parents which is a really hard thing to admit as well like and especially when something so niche as like that you just my immediate reactions are she'll just grow out of it yeah but then you can see like she's she's not coping well with it at all and so it's the yeah it's 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 just a really bizarre thing of not really sure what's triggered it, but we definitely know this is, she's not just playing up. She's not just being difficult. Yeah. Like she's genuinely just struggling with something. Yeah. I think that's so. been a challenge for us. Cause my, my wife and I will do like, if we're ill, we'll do everything we can not to go to the doctors. Mm. I think partly because by the time you've got in, whatever it is, has gone anyway on its yeah. own. And then the other thing is it's not that serious. So I don't want to bother them. And then with our kids, then it's completely different. You can't do that with kids. I don't want to be that parent that phones a doctor every time there's a cough. But then I don't want to be that parent that leaves it too long. Yeah. And kind of puts them maybe in a bit more serious danger than they need and to that's, be. That's honestly the... Because we have 
actually been in a place where like a few times where had we not gone to the doctors that would have been it and that's a scary thing and because my immediate reaction is i i want to avoid the doctor at all costs Mm. but partly and this is something that i learned through like counseling because i want to avoid the problem exists and i'd rather just crack on and pretend it doesn't exist and hope it gets better whereas my wife is the opposite she'll want to go to hospital straight away but then be played with the I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't yep. want it to be nothing. But because we've got the experience of literally like several times of going in and the doctor saying, "Had you not come in now, this would have been bad." Mm. It's like I'd rather now just go and just see how it is. And like, there's been times I think I said it the other week. <clears throat> we literally got to A and E, and Noah started laughing, and she was fine. Yeah, be more middle boring. of the night. <laughs> but actually. It was the right thing that we went. Yeah. Had that not happened, you just don't know because they can't explain when they're, they're that young. Yeah. We had, do you remember when that's like strep A stuff? Yeah. Was kicking off around Christmas time. Uh, our little girl had a cough and she had it for a few weeks and it was, you know, it's got teeth coming in and she's fine in herself. She's eating well, but this cough would not go. Mm. So eventually phoned the GP. They got us in same day because baby. And uh, he said, what's the problem? And I just, I just led with, I've got to be honest, I've been scaremongered <laughs> by the strep ace. And he, he kind of giggled and he, and he appreciated where I was coming from saying, look, it's, it's just a cough that babies get, but also it's been going on for a while. And he was like, look, you've done the right thing. It is just a cough that, you know, kids get, mm. toddlers get. Um, but he appreciated the dilemma. And like he, he said that, he said, look, I've been there myself with mine. You know, it's it's yeah. it's hard in that moment of what's the right thing to do, and especially like as the the younger they are as well. So like I'm on a um, a little forum on Reddit with like the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, and people like often will post photos of their kids going like, "Should I be worried about this?" And every comment from people who've experienced this is like, "If you're worried at all, take them straight to hospital. Like, yep. don't second guess it, especially if they're like infants." Don't just wait. Like, if it could be something bad, just go. Because the doctors and nurses would rather like you come and it not be something bad yeah. than actually be something bad and you don't get the help that you need. So it's just one of those things where, yeah, like, I'm not saying for a grazed knee, like <laughs> take me to hospital. Yeah. Um, but when it's the when for me when I'm going when I'm I'm in an R in that's more of a push to go up. I should probably just err on the side of caution and just go for it. But that's yeah. something I've had to force myself into because it makes me feel really uncomfortable of walking into A&E with a child who's potentially just hurt their leg. Yeah. Actually, it's like, oh, that embarrassment. I kind of have to park it and just go. It is better to be safe than sorry. 100%. And I think we, well, for myself, I think mm. I need to be more on that side rather yeah. than, do you know what? She's, you know, especially my daughter, you know, she's teething. She's tired. She's this, she's that. She's been to nursery. You know, she, because especially because with, the two of them, they just yeah. roll around yeah. on top of each other. Yeah. And it's like, whatever the one's got, you're now getting, I think I need to be a bit more, come on, let's get it checked out yeah. rather than chilled out. But Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a line, but it's just, yeah, having, having been on the, the worst case scenario side, it's, yeah, you think sometimes that you know when it's more than just a cold. Sometimes you don't and just it's worth getting checked out. Yeah. Changing gears, Jay, slightly. <clears throat> you have put something on the notes here that has taken my interest. Oh, 
that sounds a bit wrong. <laughs> when I read, I can see why it's taking when I read what it is, but <laughs> we've got booby song part two, featuring nipples. <laughs> so, if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you'd have heard that my uh, daughter, once upon a time, made up a boobies song. It just consisted of the words boobies to a rhythmic beat. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she used to love singing it around Aldi. Um, <laughs> What's progressed now is she sings the same song, but instead of singing boobies, it's nipples. And what's funnier is that she will tell strangers, and she'll go, Noah has nipples. <laughs> then she'll add on, like daddy. <laughs> Poor lass. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing before with the booby song. It was... Uh, you have boobies. There's only fifty percent. Yep. Now, now it's a more wide audience. And she's she's clocked that it's normal for for me to like sleep without a, a top on, but not for my wife. Right. And so that's where it's come from. It's the uh, she's recognised that everyone has nipples, <laughs> and it's f- hilarious. Don't take a swimming anytime <laughs> soon. Imagine she won't get anything done. But yeah, I just I find it funny like the songs that she's making up, and she's still doing it where she's making up words as she's singing songs, and when she stumbles upon a word which she shouldn't be saying, like having to keep a straight face and just revert yeah. her language to something else. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Kids, man. Kids. I've um I've been thinking of reasons to go to Switzerland. Okay, the flag's a big puss. <laughs> Oh, that's got me. <laughs> oh, I butchered the delivery. No. But, oh, man. <laughs> oh, got me. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I was so nervous before saying that. I was Were like, you? oh, the tension. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, superb. That's the uh, the dad joke dad of joke. the week. Oh, come on. I thought now. that would deserve just a flat delivery. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> My plan of not laughing at them didn't <laughs> didn't happen that week. Did oh, get that right? Man. Is the switch to the flagger plus? Is yeah, big, it is. big yeah. old plus. Yeah, there we go. Because I was thinking, <laughs> that's uh, I was thinking yeah, the flag is cool. When I realised, have you actually been to Switzerland? Are you looking for reasons to go to Switzerland? I've I've never been. I'd happily go. Mm. We've uh, we've been went to Geneva. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think I mentioned this on the pod once before. Possibly went up a mountain. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> no, it was lovely, Switzerland. Good chocolate. I think it was wasted on me because I don't like cheese. And there's, you know, Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. It's a big thing. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to see the Alps are in Switzerland, aren't they? Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to see that. Yeah. And there was yeah, let's go to Switzerland <laughs> for the flag. For the <laughs> for the flag. <laughs> Jason, we have had a top tool sent in. Top, top tool. tool. Yes. Boom! From international listeners. International, international listeners. <laughs> so here we go. Here's a name. Here's a name for us. Millard. Let's have a look. Ooh, I'm gonna suggest Malade. You sound like a Scottish person. <laughs> 
Well, let's see. How how do we pronounce your name? Kamatis Malad. Day. <laughs> Not quite sure. So Malad is from Vancouver in Canada. Ooh. And she's messaged us before saying, do you know those play pens like in the Rugrats? Yes. Um, their child's got one of those, but we'll only go in it with like her or her partner. Oh, okay. So they just get stuck in this <laughs> playpen. Not what they bought you for. <laughs> no, not at all. But um, the top tool that she's come at us with, she put, hey guys, I'm listening to the Living Off Ham Sandwich episode with Joe and Lex. And we mentioned Maconian poo, didn't we? Yes, we the did. really sticky yeah, yeah. first poo. So this is a top tool if you are expecting anytime soon. It says, um, I've got a tip about getting the Maconian poop off the skin. Vaseline. If you get Vaseline on the skin, it helps the meconium not stick to the baby's butt. It says, now I know this tip won't help Joe and Lex, but it will help other new parents. So I'm thinking, does the Vaseline just go on first? But does it have to be there? Does it have to be there ready and waiting? Or is it like a, you can apply it on top? So And then you smear Vaseline over poo. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's not good. So you'd have to wear gloves. I'm guessing it is when you've had a baby, just quickly stick some Vaseline on them. Yeah, what we need to do is find listeners expecting twins and do one on one twin. An experiment. We need an experiment. That'd be amazing. Parenting tools experiment. <laughs> so if you've got, if you're expecting <laughs> twins and you are <laughs> and you are willing to let them Let into, us know, we'll buy the Vaseline. <laughs> my mum and dad used to put a tin of Vaseline in my stocking. Really? Christmas. Yeah. I suffer with chap lips. I'm a chap lip sufferer. I think my lips started to hurt as soon as you said that. Yeah. Especially around this time. Because mm. I've got bad sinuses. I am a mouth breather. Yeah. Because yeah, I've got bad sinuses. Breathe out my, out my mouth and it dries my lips Does out. Does that mean you snore a lot? No. Well, Len would probably disagree. So that's something I learned the other week. Random uh, thing I think I learned. Mouth breathers tend to snore more. See, I, I breathe heavily, but she tells me I snore, but never once has she got me recorded. Now, if you complain about your partner <laughs> snoring, you will definitely have a video or a recording of them snoring. It's not surfaced. Oh, it's, it's get, I, I snore only recently because I've been sleeping more on my back because mm. child in the bed. Yep. Um, but the worst thing is I'm falling asleep and I can hear myself snoring before I'm fully out. Wake yourself up. Yeah. It's horrible. With the snore. Yeah. And now you're a snorer. That is now my identity. Snorer Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my like I'll say to my wife, I, do you know I can feel when she's falling asleep. We're watching a film or something. Kind of there's just the she weighs the same, yeah. but she weighs differently. There's just the it's different. Yeah. And I'll go, Are you falling asleep? She's going, No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, You're snoring. No, I don't, I don't snore. Like you, you are snoring, <laughs> but no, she's never. She she throws the accusation around, but I've never seen the evidence. And I've got another top tool. So again, following Daisy's episode where we talked about reducing screen time before bed. Yes, I'm not quite sure at what time that's from. I need to message Daisy and say, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of time do you recommend we turn the screen off from? But one thing we've been doing with my little boy is jigsaw puzzles. Yes, it's a really calming activity to do there's no screen old school doing a jigsaw yeah but he loves it he loves doing the jigsaw he loves it when we all like do it together as well so that's a 
one that's been working for us. And here's a top tool on top of that tool. Oh, my life. We're stacking them. Sandwich bags. Sandwich bags? For jigsaw puzzles. Because kids' puzzles are so small. Yeah. But usually you get three in one box. Yep. Sandwich bags. Keeps them separate. Here's another top oh, tool. Oh, come on. On top of the top tool. <laughs> this is a four-story high yeah. tip. It's a rack. <laughs> tip rack. So his puzzles, again, four in one. Uh, what we've done is we've numbered the back. Oh, that's clever. So, so which one do you want to do? So oh, the number threes. All right, turn them around. Gets all the number threes out. That's just. It sounds like common sense now. It's my wife. Once again, she's brilliant. So thank you, Millard. Joe, we've had a message from uh, a listener on Instagram. I believe you. <laughs> I've not actually read this message. <laughs> so this was, you remember Daniel with the teams? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Daniel's back. He's been back on. So I'm experiencing this message for the first time as well. Love it. You want me to read it? Yeah, you read it. I'll experience <laughs> it better through my ears. Like the listeners. So Daniel said, uh, thanks for the feature, lads. Really enjoyed the talk around it. I've got a new daddy issue and it's got me thinking. Right now, Claire is up in the night once at around 2am and will not go back to sleep unless we're in the room with her and touching her so i've been sleeping on the floor or sleeping on the floor next to her crib with my fingers through the bars wrapped around hers i'll sleep there for a couple of hours but then wake up and sneak out but it's got me wondering what are the craziest things you or others you know have had to do to get your uh, kid to sleep cheers and thanks for all the great content keep it up that's rough, isn't it? That's got to be uncomfortable on the wrists. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang in hand. Because when, when you sleep, you don't stay still, do you? So you've got to be moving. Yeah. And if it's between bars, it's the constant yeah. clattering. Whoa. Yeah. That's, that's one of those ones where like, do you know when I've said before, you expect to lose sleep, yeah, but you don't expect, well, you don't expect that. Yeah. When I've, I've heard that one many times as well. A lot, a lot of people having to like hold hands or face touching to keep their kids yeah. asleep, and like the the journey to get away from that is just horrid. You just have to edge further and further away. Yeah. Um, what's the worst? I remember when Noah was really young. She had really bad reflux, and we thought it was to do with um, just general reflux. It turns out it was all her allergies. Uh, we didn't know that at the time. But she couldn't. We couldn't lie her down because she would just throw up constantly, or keep herself up from just being uncomfortable. And so, if, you used to have to hold her all night, um, like literally a full eight-hour shift, just holding her. And so, me and my wife used to take it in turns. And what I had done is I had devised a a track in the room that I would follow. Oh, I remember you saying this. And I'd yeah. do multiple laps, <laughs> but it was like a choreographed dance as well. We'd have to rock and shake and move at the same time. <laughs> So weird that I got to like a weird little trance-like state. <laughs> Just get my steps up. <laughs> yeah, it's it is funny what you you do, isn't it? And what like little quirks you mm. you figure out work and what don't. Um, with our can't remember too much about my son. It seems a long time ago now. I remember that, like literally day two, we couldn't get him to sleep. And I was in his room holding it up, trying to like get my wife to have some some rest. So I went into his bedroom that you don't use for the first seven months, whatever it is. And I um I just lay him down on his cot. 
and he went to sleep. And I was thinking, it's brilliant. So I put the monitor quite close to him because at that age they don't move, they don't grab anything. It was quite safe to put it there. Went back into bed. She went, where is he? He's on his bed. And like we'd been trying for hours to get him to settle. I put him down and he settled. She went, you can't do that. I says, well, he's settled. Let's just get some sleep. He's fine. It's there. She wasn't having it. Well, she wasn't having it at all. So brought him back in and then he wouldn't settle. So I was thinking, well, I'd have... I think I'd have left him there or like maybe gone and slept on the floor or something. I don't know. But with my daughter, and I mentioned on last week's episode about sleep regression, mm. when she learned to roll, things got very difficult because mm. she would just lie down, roll over, and then she wouldn't fall asleep. So what we did, we'd bring her pushchair into the living room and we'd put her in the pushchair with the straps on so she couldn't roll. <laughs> so she'd, she'd cry for about... 30 seconds and I know that sounds a bit cruel like you're strapping her down but yeah. it wasn't you know it's the pushchair where she's used to being in it yeah. she'd cry for about 30 seconds go to sleep and then we'd lift her up take her upstairs and it worked a treat it wow. actually worked it's genius yeah and then from there it was like right she's used to going to sleep in the cot uh, sorry like she'd be asleep in the cot so now we need to get her to used to going to sleep in the cot and it worked wow it's, it's funny because like so my daughter's two and a half and it's now like our our routine for sleep is now drilled into her so hard that she can't do it any other way. Mm. And so she has two stories and you have to sit in a certain way on her bed with her. <laughs> and after the two stories, um, my wife will then tell her a made up story, say a little prayer. And then now my wife, as you're probably doing it right now as we speak, has to sit in her room until she falls asleep in the corner. Have you tried the the tip that Daisy mentioned? We've tried all the tips. So we're actually on a, like a progression. So any sort of sleep training or even if it's not just sleep training, just trying to progress. There's like you, different stages. And so this has progressed from M sleeping on the floor next to her, like holding her hand. Right, and with you. Now to being in the corner of the room on a chair. Um, but to the point where no will go, oh, mummy, you have to sit on the chair so I can sleep. Okay, yeah. So the next phase is then get out the room. I am sat on the chair downstairs. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's that's what's currently happening right now. So, and I think that's just funny. Process. Yeah. Got to trust the process. Oh. It's a lot of podcast time in. <laughs> Another one that's just come to mind. And when I say we stumbled upon this by accident, I mean we stumbled upon this by accident. So my little girl, um, when she was quite young, she just wouldn't settle unless we were like holding her or... And it was one night. Do you know the muslin cloths? Yeah. One of those things that you you don't know about to your parents. Yep. Then they no, go everywhere. everywhere. Yep. In your pocket, on your shoulder, everywhere. Um, she said, "Oh, can you throw me that that muslin?" And my my little girl's in bed crying, so I threw it to my wife, and it landed on Myla's head, and she went to sleep. <laughs> and I mean instantly like it was like a, a switch yeah so we started to implement the muslin on the head in a safe way <laughs> so it's brilliant so, so th- again this was at an age where she couldn't roll she couldn't yeah. grab so what we'd do is just put the muslin like over her eyes she just fall asleep or like over kind of if when you're holding her over your shoulder yeah but to the point where we went out one day and my dad was babysitting and he phoned me, he said, I'm I'm really sorry to phone you, but she just won't settle, but she's tired 
he said you can tell she's tired you can tell she wants to sleep but she can't go to sleep i said dad get a muslin put it on her head he went what <laughs> he said get 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 a muslin put it on her head i'm not joking 45 seconds later he texts me saying she's asleep <laughs> That's brilliant. It works so well until she could grab and then she'd pull it off. And yeah. then, so it worked for a few months. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. <laughs> oh, amazing. Thank you for that message. Well, we've got another message, Ooh. which is a bit of a deep bit. Ooh. So this is from dive. friend of the show, Callum. Calum. Calum. And we could talk Callum. for a long time about this. So I think we need to be mindful of the time. Callum's question is, what challenges will kids face today that we didn't and how as parents can we help them jeez <sighs> i think the short like there's a really short answer of i don't know and we can't yeah like we didn't go through it so i don't know how to support them but we've we've touched on this previously this this is one of those questions that can keep you up at night if you spend too long on it the world is a mess yeah and I feel I feel sorry for our kids. I mean, just, a little bit. even just basically, like we didn't grow up with iPhones and no, just the level of technology that we have now and reliance on technology that we have now. Yeah. Like even us, we're completely reliant on it. That was not really a thing when I was growing up. Um, and also, have you seen like, all this AI stuff that's been coming out? Yeah, like the way that things are progressing in the next. 10 years like it's going to be a completely different world and I already resigned myself to the fact I'm going to be that old dad that doesn't really know what's going on <laughs> I will try my best yeah um, but technology is always already running away from me um, but even just that stuff at school and like kids can be harsh and I had quite a fairly good time at school and but i know it can be really difficult for kids and there's yeah. not really an easy solution that's tough anyway and so in the same way that you'd respond to those situations you just got to do your best haven't you yeah yeah i've i've said this before like social media and and technology kind of growing up in the 90s without it but yeah developing as a teenager with it like i really enjoyed that but like cyberbullying and stuff wasn't really a thing mm -hmm. like if you wanted to talk to someone it would be on <clears throat> MSN and they had to add you and accept you if you didn't like what someone was saying you just block them yeah. like it wasn't wasn't so relentless and as intense as it is now but will our kids have that there'll be something else going on uh, that's the thing it'll be something completely different something completely different that you know I can't even imagine what it will be and it's it's the things that the things that concern me are more more about like helping my daughter understand that what goes online will forever be there, and that's not even in the, the concept of like like photos or anything, just information, like mm. even Snapchat, all of that information. Somebody has it somewhere, yeah, and you can't erase that. Like that's something that our generations have to learn, and still <laughs> most of us don't know that. Yeah. But just the permanency of actually online is not autonomous. And there's so much danger in that. But also, you don't always have to be scared of it. Mm. How to use it right. Oh, it's, honestly, it's a minefield. Yeah. But no, yes, social media is a, a big one. And like bullying, just in any sense, I, I don't know how parents deal with that anyway. Yeah. 
to then add a whole other concept to it oh, no idea I think that's one thing that really worries me about doing this yeah I've said this to you before like if kids at school get hold of this and they're like oh your dad said this about you know you doing a poo in the bath and they like just use it that really freaks me out and it, it like every now and again I'll you know I'll be sleeping and, I'll, and you wake up you know to go to the toilet and then I just think something you've said on the pod's going to get one of your kids in mm. trouble I just think dear me and that you know it's fine and I, I speak to people about it and they're like hey, no you'll be okay but that worries me it worries me about you know like you said it's it's there and it, i think for me it's the again like how how do you how do you raise your kids to be like resilient because mm. like obviously that's that phrase that we used to hear sticks and stones will break my bones words never hurt me like completely wrong yeah however how do you instill what that was trying to communicate but in a better way that words that other people throw at you don't define you but actually acknowledging they can hurt, it can be painful, but how to build resilience, that's tough. Yeah. Because it, feel, it feels like, and I often have this like inner dialogue in my own head, like with my daughter of not wanting to protect her from everything because she's got to grow up. Even the thing like last week with the soft play, um, like you just got to stand back sometimes and just let things happen so like she can learn and develop and like build that like resilience around it. But I, I don't know the right way to do that obviously in the future <laughs> yeah like how 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 much do you just let let them learn things and like build that resilience to actually stepping in and protecting them all the time because that isn't always the best thing for them long term but definitely is uh, sometimes as well yeah it's so tough mate it's even even things like knife crime oh mate like you see a group <laughs> of kids now and this is going to sound very stereotypical but like the way that it's portrayed mm-hmm. in the media and the news and stuff you think there's a very good chance someone has got a knife or something and i just think when our kids grow up like how how much worse is it going to be because it's bad now yeah from when i was a teenager and then but you know it could cycle itself out in 10 years and everyone realizes actually this is stupid and that's the thing you just you just don't know do you it's, i think what's reassuring in a very strange way like i do a lot of like teenagers like run youth groups and stuff like that most of the parents don't know like what their kids are getting up to in schools and stuff but the majority of them are really good parents yeah and they can help without knowing the inner details of all the dangers that they're facing which is still kind of weirdly reassuring like they don't know everything that their kids are actually getting up to but they're still being really good parents and like helping them navigate life and issues yeah I um, I listened to a a clip the other day I think the guy's called Ben Shapiro yeah and he was talking about how a lot of things that kids and teenagers will go through is cyclical in its phases but now we live in a society that reinforces all the anxieties Mm. and everything they go through it's not you know wait it out and just love your kids and it'll be fine it's actually all the voices and all the media and all the social media is just reinforcing everything that they start to doubt and believe about themselves mm. and that's why there's more anxiety with teenagers and depression and stuff yeah it's because rather than it just being it's and it's not like making light of their situation it's supporting them through it yeah when you're feeling down about yourself and then all you're hearing from other people is yeah you should feel down about yourself that takes you deeper and stuff like that is mm. challenges that we didn't 
have growing up it's it's, it's fascinating like i i always chat to parents who've got like older kids like how do they monitor and help their kids with their phones or devices or stuff like that because mm. that's huge yeah like but to do it in a way which isn't more damaging to their kids wanting to go do it all behind their back it's mm. like how would you do that well where it's you're guarding them from enough but you're also having the open dialogue which that they can understand and boundaries that they ex- honestly if anyone knows <laughs> that's the thing I don't know because <laughs> we're looking into the future nobody knows yeah but man I think a big thing for me is like try not to worry mm. and just and it's going to sound very cliche but just love them yeah, and it's... and have them know that they're loved and they're safe, and whatever it is comes up, you know, I'm going to be there to help them through it as best I can. I think that's the the main thing, isn't it? But my big worry is that I'm not the cause of it. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, even now, like a, gen- a genuine tip for people, like even now, if your kids are using your phones or iPads, there are parental controls that you can set up, and genuinely get on YouTube, watch a tutorial. Because yeah. like, there's so many stuff. Even on like the YouTube Kids app, there's avenues that they can find themselves which aren't like designed for them to watch. Yeah. And so like, just research. Try and find out like what are the tools that are currently available. Which I try to, and it's <laughs> it's, it's developing so quickly that it's hard. Oh, mate, it's mad. But yeah, it's a gr- do you want know Callum? That's a great question. And it's a great talking point. Thanks for not getting me any sleep tonight. <laughs> Thanks for the stress, Callum. <laughs> So the last thing comes from, once again, friend of the pod, Ma. And we posted a clip about baby wipes and how we can't get them out <laughs> one at a time. Yeah. And so Mark sent us this, and it's a an app. And if you like data and stats, you'll love this, that tells you, you can track how many times your baby's pooed, how many <laughs> bottles they've had, and all that kind of stuff. I was like, this is cool. It's probably, we've probably missed the boat on it, but it's called Huckleberry. So on the screenshot Mark sent me, um, his baby went to sleep 397 times between October and December, slept for over 1,000 hours, had 601 bottles, changed 405 nappies between October and December. <laughs> um, and they gained 3.9 pounds. That's amazing. We used to use an app like that because like, when they're in newborn phase, like... You can forget oh, how much have they eaten, how much they drank. So just put it on an app. Just think, there's loads of them on the app store. Yeah. So helpful. Love yeah. that. Huckleberry, check it out. If you love I the baby stats. Love the baby stats. I would like to know how many nappies I've gone through. <laughs> Not me personally. <laughs> A few more after the chat from Callum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you listen on podcasts or wherever you're listening, please do consider leaving us a review and a rating if it's good. Yeah. And if you don't follow us on social media, please do. Just because it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you soon. <laughs>